Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. Hey, I am in a different location. I'm currently on vacation, but I told you guys I was going to do a video every single day, and I have. So while I'm down here, I'm going to continue to do so, and we're going to do one every single day. Day. I will say that we're going to look at this map. If you guys have never seen my map before, red, Russian, blue, Ukrainian, fairly simple blue triangles that you see right here are red triangles, heavily fortified defensive positions by either party, either Russian or Ukrainian. So right out the gate, we always talk about a little bit of new stuff that goes on in the world. I'm going to tell you guys right now, seven buses packed with Russian soldiers have actually been accounted for going into Belarus here, and they were suffering from acute radiation syndrome, and they've arrived in Belarus from the Chernobyl exclusion zone. The U.S. defense and intelligence officials have announced that they have seen indication today that Russian forces guarding the Chernobyl nuclear plant have begun to withdraw across the Belarusian border as part of a massive Russian redeployment east, which we all know was taking place. I feel like I discussed this over the last couple of days. I don't know why it always takes the U.S. defense and intelligence officials to come out a few days later. I have seen multiple times through Russian outlets that they've already secured Mariupol, which we know is not true. There's still heavy fighting going on in there, which I know it's, it's, it's just mainly just propaganda. But I will tell you this right now, there's a ceasefire going on inside of Mariupol and I and they're trying to evacuate civilians, which I don't know how many they're going to get out. There was 125 thousand or so we're going to say 100 to 125 thousand i don't know the exact number i don't think anybody really does but there is a lot i don't know if they're going to be able to get them out within 12 12 hours or 24 hours i really don't know i don't know how many people even have vehicles there i don't know how much fuel there is for them to get i don't know the current situation on the ground because i'm currently not sitting there but i know it's pretty devastating and i actually have some footage i want to show you coming out of Mariupol right now So Russia has actually signed a decree relating to upcoming conscription. So this actually, I don't know why it makes me laugh because it's so goofy because they say that they're drawing down all their powers and stuff. But in fact, starting tomorrow, they're going to draft 135,000 additional Russian uh, or Russian civilians into the Russian armed forces. 135,000 additional people will be will be conscripted. That's that's absolutely wild. It's the same thing as selective, I guess, selective services here in America or the draft there. That's a better way to put it. The draft. NATO is now saying that Russia is repositioning to the eastern side of the country to the Donbass region, not withdrawing. So way to go, NATO. You're now just saying something that the world already knew. They also stated that Russia is trying to regroup, resupply, and uh, reinforce its offensive and said that Russia has repeatedly lied about its intentions. So NATO is actually throwing some shade at Russia, which... I mean, they're just saying what the obvious is. They're clearly lying. But British Intel is now coming out saying the last hour that they believe that Russia is likely to engage in heavy fighting in the suburbs of Kiev in the coming days despite Russia's pledges to reduce its military activity around the capital. There's been a lot going on in, in, inside of 
Kiev on the eastern side. We've been talking about the northwestern side for the last week or so, but the eastern side, the eastern flank of Kiev, there's been a lot of a lot of activity. The United States has also stated that they will not provide security guarantees to Ukraine and has stated that Joe Biden doesn't intend to participate in any direct military confrontation with Russia. So we're just back to the 1980s right now. It's pretty much what it is. Exact same thing. I mean, history just continues to repeat itself. We just hit that rewind button and we're back in the 80s. Inflation's through the roof. Housing market's going to collapse at some point, I'm sure. And we're all just going to go about our day and it'll all go back to normal a few years from now. Or World War III going to break out. I don't know. NATO has also just requested additional 800 soldiers and equipment that was put on high readiness by the armed forces of Denmark be deployed to the Baltic states. Because Russia's been throwing out some heavy words that his next targets are going to be the Baltic states and Poland. I don't believe that's going to be the case. Right now, the guy can't even take over a single country. So what makes me think he's going to be able to push forward to, well, anywhere else? Poland's a lot stronger than Ukraine is. Poland also is backed by NATO and some of the Baltic states. So I don't know. I don't know much about that. I don't think anything's going to happen there. So we're going to look over to our map. So we've talked about Bravery quite a bit. So Bravery's over here. Uh, there's Bravery right there. So there's Bravery. We know that there's the Russians have emplaced mines all throughout this area. I got it annotated here with this cool little square with an M inside of it. So just so you, you, you can't forget where the mines are. So we're actually going to move over here to Bordyanka. So Bordyanka is one of those areas I told you guys is like the weakest point of this northwestern side for the Russian military. You guys see this red... Uh, area, I guess you would say this is pretty, pretty much Russian control. There's, there's roughly six to eight brigades worth of men inside of this area, which is a lot, not battalion size element brigades. There's a lot of men inside this area. I know it seems like kind of a far-fetched thing, but this is one of the areas they try to push through to get, take Kiev. So we know there's a, a large element in there and there's heavy fighting going on in Bucha, Hostomel and Erpin. Once again, we know Erpin was taken back over about two days ago, but there is continued fighting inside of this area. There hasn't been a lot of advancements over here by the Ukrainian forces inside of this area the last 24 hours. It's pretty much stayed the same. But over here in Bordyanka, I want to show you guys a video clip. It's fairly interesting. Let's go and play it. I'm going to give this guy who is pulling this trailer with his car through anti-tank mine area, I'm going to give him some props. I pull a boat, I don't know, 200, 250 days of the year, and I wouldn't attempt this. I, I give him props. But you see how they set this up, the Russians, they set it up so tracked vehicles can't come through, and it kind of looks like they allowed civilians to actually leave and or enter the area. I would say, I would assume leave, but there you go. There's, they're now putting anti-tank mines over here on the main route in Bordyanka, so mo most likely this route coming all the way through there was a bridge i believe inside that video so yeah it's pretty much a choke point anyway let's go ahead there's been reports again of heavy fighting in urban butch and hostamil so this area i don't believe is going to have any type of progress over the next weekish or so i know that i did state that the british intel thinks in the last two days that they think or within two days excuse me that they're going to see increased fighting in this area which we've already seen it started we all knew the russians weren't being honest with this that they were going to pull out it, it, it's, it's not true. We all knew that was going to be a thing. But we're going to move east. So this is where all the big stuff's been happening. I mean, big stuff. So we know that the Ukrainian forces have taken back. They took back the town of Lukyanka right there. And I actually told you guys, I believe they were going to turn this into a FOB, a forward operating base. And they kind of have. We used to use these things in Afghanistan. We had a whole bunch of them, but then we didn't use them like this. This is more of a, a camp or a, a staging ground, I guess you'd say. We're going to call it a FOB for right now. 
Now we know that they just took back these ones as of yesterday. And these elements that were just there have now pushed north and have take back, taken back the town of Plosky, Savlitnia, and Rebelsky. Those, those three areas right now were actually liberated over the last 12 hours by the Ukrainian forces. And if you guys look at the map, that has now kind of made the Russian element that's, that's up here. They're going to get cut off. I promise you're going to get cut off. They're going to retrograde back. They're going to regroup back with their forces either to the north. You're going to see this element start pushing north and regroup back with these forces that are up here. Or they're going to push eastern or excuse me, westernly and link up with the Russian troops that are roughly about here. Because I will say there is a large element of Russians right here. And they still have freedom of movement to move up and down this main MSR right there. They still have freedom of movement to move up there to link up in the north. The element that is moving out of this forward operating base, I said that they were setting up a couple days ago, which they have. The Ukrainian forces are now pushing through and taking back Nova Basar as we are talking, which is a very critical area due to the fact it, it, it lies on the main routes, the supply lines that comes in the eastern side of the country. As you can see that black route that runs all the way north and runs all the way east, all the way over to Sumi. We know Sumi is pretty much controlled by the Ukrainian forces on that route going in and out of there. So that route is pretty much, it's non really, it's not really important as of right now. Now this main one that comes all the way up here, that one is extremely important for the Russian forces because if they lose that route, their southern element that is closer to Kiev on this eastern side is going to lose all traction to move anything, even get the troops out of there. They'll be cut off. Logistical supplies, they won't even know how to get out. They can't retrograde back into Russia and or Belarus. They won't be able to do any of that kind of stuff. So this is pretty important. This is what's going on right here is, is going to say a lot. I mean, we're talking about a lot. There's a, there's a ton of equipment, men like supplies everything inside this area that Russia like stands to actually lose just by losing these main routes. So let's go ahead and move up to Chernihiv. So we're up here in Chernihiv. I know Russia has actually intensified over the last 24 hours. They've intensified the shelling on the town itself. Ukrainian forces have actually managed to reach the town of Sloblova, Sloblova right here. So they have actually reached this. So they're right now, they're in there. I'm not going to say they liberated. I don't think there was a very large Russian force there, but they have reached that town. So if you look at the way that this map sets up right now, I do believe they're going to continue more suddenly. This element of the Russian uh, forces are probably going to retrograde back to this main route. So this main route that's right here, I believe this is, what is this, M02? Yeah, M02. So this main route is one of the ones I believe the Russian forces are going to have to retrograde back to. For one, the Ukrainian forces are here. They're going to want to go to this, this choke point. This choke point right here, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty critical. So one of those areas I told you guys if they can gain this and cut it off, they cut off the whole southern side of that northeastern. I know that doesn't make any sense, but the southern element on the most northeastern side of Ukraine. So down here near Bravery, all these guys, if they if the Ukrainian forces that are up here in Chernihiv, if they push down and take this area, if they take this town of Likchakiv, then they're gonna cause the Russians a massive headache, like a major headache, and they may actually lose every every bit of stuff that they have down here in the south. So. There's that. But they're unclear exactly where that troop is, but that's pretty much what I think. I think they're just going to move down, take over the main route, and that's going to be that. So we're going to move easternly. And if you guys don't know, if you're just new to the channel, these are the main routes I am talking about. So this is the area that was just liberated by the Ukrainian forces, and this is the main route right now that the Russians do not have freedom of movement on. They do not have freedom to move all the way on this route, nor do they really have it pass through here. Right in this area, this general area, they're getting ambushed like crazy all the way through here. So they don't really have freedom of movement, and these forces that are pretty much in this area, well, they actually might be cut off here very shortly if they don't figure out what's going on. The more I look at this map, the worse it looks for the Russian forces inside of this northeast area of uh, Ukraine. All right, let's go even more eastern. 
So we know Sumy pretty much is controlled by the Ukrainian forces. No Russian forces inside this area over the last two days, which is kind of a big deal. They pushed them all out. So down in Kharkiv, the shelling in Kharkiv has really amplified over the last 12 hours. There is an assaulting element from the Ukrainian forces pushing up into Durachi. So Durachi, I have it annotated right here, the northern side. And there's also, so down here, Malaya Rahan, we know that there was an element that pushed out and started taking back area. And I told you guys, I believed when I told you that, that they were going to take back this main route right here. And it actually, it actually seems... Like, that is a big possibility. But I have a video footage I want to show you from the assault on Mala, Malaya Rahan. Of, it's of Russian forces. How is the best way to put this? It's, it's of their, how they're setting up in tree lines. So I'd like to show you guys that. Танк уже, у нас танк, тоже получил прилет. So the Russian forces that were inside the, the, this AO right here, Malaya Rahan, were from the 138th Motorized Brigade, in which they actually lost two BTGs worth of men, which is roughly about 12 to 1,500 men inside this area. I'm not saying that all of them were lost, but they lost two BTGs, excuse me, are now combat ineffective, along with the 59th Tank Regiment has also been combat uh, rated to combat ineffective inside this area. Granted, this, they may not have lost that many men inside that area. BTG-wise, they may have lost, I don't know, three, 400, which is a significant amount, but they didn't take out the entire battalion. They just they just made them combat ineffective, which means Russia's going to have to pull them back, re reorganize them, and then redistribute them out to most likely the eastern, eastern side of the country. But we're going to move down to Izium. It's one of the most critical areas, as you guys can see right here. It, it's, it's, been, it's been heavily contested over the last two weeks. It's extremely critical for the Ukrainian forces to hold this because this is actually holding out the Russian, the main Russian force from coming in from this northern side. We know that the Russians are actually, here's Kupiansk. We know that there's a train route that goes all the way up that connects with Russia, that they're able to get supplies in and out. There's a main route that comes down here and then a main route that goes like this. They both go into that northern side of Izium and the other one actually goes over towards Rubizine in, in the northern side of Severodonetsk over there. That being said, there's been a uh, Russian force that's actually moved out of the north side of Izium, moved a little bit to the eastern side, is now pushing east to southwest. As you can see, there's actually a tick going on right now in Kamyanka. It's on that main route, so the Ukrainian forces need to control that because Slovyanask is right here. So this main route is the one that the Russian forces are trying to get control of so they can get into that Slovyanask area. So it has been reported that Russian forces have reportedly strengthened their forces and prepared to intensify the attacks towards Izium over the next day or two. I do believe that is going to be a thing, especially with the freedom of movement they have from Kupiansk coming down to bring the supplies in. Now, Russian forces have intensified their shelling on the eastern side of the country, which we'll go ahead and switch over to that map right now. So I have shown you guys, I labeled it with a little fire symbol, where all the ticks and shelling, the heavy shelling has been going on. So the eastern side of this country is actually getting the most shelling they've seen since the beginning of this entire conflict. And I, I do believe that's because Russia is planning on pushing through here very soon. They've been shifting their forces over. The entire world knows this. And it's also been noted that they have amassed large amount of their troops near these two towns of Horvlinka. Now, this next one, I'm probably going to jack the name up, but we're going to give it a shot. Slavit Dvarsk. Anyway, right there. So you have these two elements, and they're both on main routes that come in and out of this eastern side of the country. And as you guys do know, so there's Horvlinka. So it has been known that the Russian forces have been amassing over here in Horvlinka and in the town of Seville, Seville Nordoresk. 
God, these names are so hard. Sometimes it seems like they just slammed a keyboard on the ground. It just confuses me. But these, you got these main routes that come out of these main areas, and they have tons and tons and tons of troops amassed here. And this is once once again preparing themselves. They want Slovenas. Slovenas is a main thing for them. Look at this. There's these two main routes actually lead in there, and they actually lead into the southern side of Severe Nedesk. And this is another one that they really need to take. So we're going to keep note of this leading over the next 24, 48 to a week. I, I know it's going to be significantly difficult for the Russian forces to push through this area. As you can tell, there's a lot of these little blue triangled out areas, mainly due to the fact that this area has been under conflict, I guess you'd say, for the last eight years, eight or nine years. So they're heavily fortified when it comes to defensively held positions. But if the Russian forces are amassing troops in these areas, to make them seem like cannon fodder, then, well, that is the tactic they've used literally since World War II. So we shall see. So we're going to move south. So Mariupol, not a lot has changed down in Mariupol. I, I do know it's still heavy combat, street to street, house to house, same deal that they've dealt with over the last uh, week or so. There has been no real change. I do know that the Azaz Regiment has stated that they've, they've, they've taken out an additional like 40 Russian a soft unit or soft men. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I've just seen the reports and it states what it stated. They also said they took out four tanks yesterday. It could be true. Like I said, this is also Ukraine's Alamo, and I don't see them giving this up. So Hulipol, which is just north of here, this whole area, this whole region has has actually had increased in shelling. I didn't I didn't annotate it because it was so so widely spread. So pretty much around this entire region right there, where I just put that rectangle. All those towns you guys see right there with the heavy blue triangle area have been hit by shelling over the last 24 hours. So I believe Russian forces are, are hoping they can take Mariupol soon, redirect their forces and shift north. But the town of Hulipol right here is actually repelled attack again. This is the third day in a row. They're trying to take this main, this main town, mainly the fact this main route that goes all the way through here and leads north. They tried to push through it three times now and have not passed. Uh, they did take back the town of Poltvaka and Malinika the last, I think it was like two days ago. They did take these two ones, these two cities back. I'm not going to say they're heavily fortified, but they probably have enough defenses there to actually hold it off for right now. So we got these three towns. I got to actually pull up this other map. So we got these three towns. It's not completely 100% confirmed yet, but I'm going to tell you guys. Town of Vessel, Zapsurzizia, that one right there. And then, of course, Zelenia High. So these three one, three, three towns you guys see, I'm going to go ahead and circle them because they're kind of hard to see. So that one, that one, and that one. So those three. I do believe... It's a possibility they could have been liberated. I also don't believe there's a lot of Russian forces in those areas. I think pretty much this whole squared off area probably doesn't have a lot of Russian troops sitting in it. Yes, I do believe they're probably sitting on these main routes, someone like this. Yeah, sure, I could see them being on the main routes that are leading all the way around this area. I don't believe there's a heavy condensed force. Or, they don't have enough troops right now to be doing that. They can't even take a certain area. So why are they just going to waste a bunch of troops sitting inside the main this main portion? I I, I don't know. We'll see. But we'll take note of this and let you guys know. If you guys do want to know, we go over here to Mikolive. Mikolive is one of the crazier areas. So they've repelled more Russian offenses than anywhere else inside this country. I guess you would say up near Kiev's probably seen some of the heaviest fighting. But down here in Mikolive, they pushed them all the way out. This whole area had Russians in it four days ago, three days ago. Completely gone. They retrograded back or this way. And right now, there's a currently an assault going on on this element and this element from the Ukrainian forces pushing down. I do believe every single one of these Russian forces we do see in these areas over the next couple days, they don't even know what they're doing over here. I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't see why they're not going to push them all the way back to the other side of Kirsten. I have told you guys that this main bridge, which I actually almost accidentally wrote on, this main bridge is just right here. That main bridge, I saw photos yesterday that came out of Russian boats around the pylons of it. 
So I do believe that if they do think they're going to lose this area and they can't push their troops across this bridge, I do believe they're going to blow that bridge so no forces from Mikhailov could actually push past Kyrgyzstan and start giving them a little bit of issues over here inside this area of the country. If they can blow that, I mean, there's a large force inside of Mikhailov. That'll stop them from being able to advance very far. So there is that. If you guys are new, please do me a favor and subscribe. Other than that, I do love you guys. I will catch you guys on another episode tomorrow. I do love you guys. I am out.